listening to The Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening. Thanks for tuning in tonight. I'm Pei Chen here every Sunday from 8 until 9 p.m. Uh, apparently, I think, there's some big game going on today. Something to do with football. I know a lot of people were eating nachos, wings, and was it like a Super Bowl qualifying thing, Elliot? Is that what it was? Pei, it's kind of like that, yes. It was a big deal. Yes, uh, the winners of this game get to play in the Super Bowl. Well, that's fantastic. Congratulations, because the game's over, right? Yeah, there were two games, and the winner of each, they play each other, and it's called the Super Bowl. <laughs> Great. I know all about that. I know that uh, the ads are very expensive, and uh, I watch the halftime show, so uh, I, I definitely tune in to the Super Bowl um, for that reason. Uh, I, you know, I've mentioned in previous shows that I don't, really bother with uh, New Year's resolutions anymore. And and that's not to say that I don't think it's great if you do, because by bother, I just mean that I'm too friggin' lazy to come up with some sort of goal and then work towards it in some way. Um, what I have found that does improve my fitness level, like marginally, is having friends who actually work out a lot. So I have a lot of friends who are very fit and very active. And uh, my one girlfriend actually mentioned it a couple of times, and this is good, like peer pressure is really great sometimes when it comes to working out. She does all kinds of different forms of exercise, and um, there's this Muay Thai kickboxing gym in Kensington Market called Crudar uh, Muay Thai, and I think they've got another location up at um, Don Mills and Lawrence. Anyway, so she's been talking about it for a while. She's saying, you know, we should go together. We should go work out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we should. We should, because I should do a lot of things. Anyway, we went. I went for my first class this uh, past Wednesday. Almost died. Um, It was a very intense hour and a half. So it was good because it's been a very long time since I've done a group fitness class and you don't want to you can't be the one who stops while everyone else is still working out and you're like I just need a little break guys I'm I'm fine anyway I did the class Wednesday I still have problems walking up and down stairs right now so uh that's when you know that you have muscles that need to be worked out anyway so just a shout out to um crude it's a really cool gym uh and you can do a little kickboxing there too if you're looking for a different kind of workout now uh speaking of exercise if running is your thing or maybe you want to start running but you're a bit confused about how to do it or you know how to do it in a way where you don't injure yourself you want to tune in uh for my guest later on in the show at 8 30 dr clara long she's actually my chiropractor i've been going to see her for almost a decade now um i've had some back issues uh she's also a running coach and a mom of two who leads running groups and since she's had her two kids she's also been doing um, running groups for moms so moms who maybe just had a kid and and want to get uh, back into shape a little bit and train for like a 10K. So she's a great person to talk to about uh, helping people be better runners. And she also knows about the injuries associated with running because that's half, that's most of the reason why I see her and uh, works with people to prevent them. So if you're, you know, wondering about some of the myths of running and stretching, is it better to run fast versus a long, slow, leisurely run? Should you stretch before or after? She'll have the uh, answers at 8.30. My first guest in the studio is a lovely young woman who started an online matchmaking service uh, for people who are simply looking for fun, cool, 
friends. So totally platonic. It's basically a friend finder service. So Amy Wood is here. She's the creator of Yes New Friends, the website yesnewfriends.com. So explain it to me, Amy. So it's a friend finding service in some way. Yeah, it's like a matchmaking site for people who could use one new friend. And I think that should be everybody. I think we all could use one new friend. And that's sort of my mission behind Yes New Friends is let's just like get people thinking about friendship. And uh, so people can submit a little bit of information about themselves. And then I pour myself a glass of wine and think about <laughs> who might match with them well. And then they get an email with a, with a new friend and an idea of what they might want to do together. And then they have 10 days to make it happen. So this was just an idea that you have, because it's not like you don't have other things keeping you busy. You you have uh, a creative agency as well called yeah. 100 Acre Woods. Is yeah. that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And you've always been involved in things that were quite creative. Yeah. Yeah. And then you decide to start this website where, and I went onto the site. So it's actually, it's really easy. It's not like... Um, I thought maybe it was going to be this long survey with like all these questions, like maybe kind of like e-harmony, but not sexual. Yeah. So (laughs) it was only a couple of questions. Yes. Um, And so it was really quite, I mean, you could do this on your coffee break, right? Like it just kind of fill in a couple of things, send it off. And then basically you do all the work after that. Yeah, totally. It's all me. Um, it's really, I mean, I think like the eHarmony of Friendship is its own site somewhere. I'm sure um, it is. Someone is doing it where they're like measuring all the different facets of your personality. Um, I don't have the qualifications <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I just, um, I, I have sort of been hearing from so many people how hard it was to make friends in the city and how uh, lonely it can sometimes be as a grown up when you don't have sort of normal social patterns that would lead you to sort of make new friends in, in real life. And maybe if you just had a baby, there's just so many different reasons mm-hmm. why things change and you need to, you know, maybe incorporate someone new into your life. So I think like, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's a big, a little mix of, you know, just being open to it. And then I think, you know, I try my best to find people that seem like they would have the right vibe. Some sort of like friend chemistry going on. So what, like, I guess, what led you to actually start Yes New Friends? Because I, um, I believe you've been kind of like thinking about it for a while. It wasn't like you sat down one day, had the idea and then built the website. Right. Well, I think like it primarily came from just this frustration that I had with this, our focus on, on dating, dating. Mm -hmm. Um, it seemed like everybody was really obsessing and using the internet to sort of find themselves dates. And I think that a little bit of that comes out of boredom and loneliness. And I just wondered if there was a way to refocus our attention away from that and like not kind of require that for validation. And maybe some of the things that we want to do and think that we need to fill that with dating or whatever it is, could that just be something that we need friendship for? Mm -hmm. And that was just something that was just like kind of kicking around in the back of my head and I didn't really know how to do it. And then one day I just made this (laughs) website. (laughs) Did anything happen that made you like finally say, yes, Um, I need to set this up? I, I well, you know, I I just I think I I had just I surveyed enough people, mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, in my life, and I think everything everybody all signs pointed to yeah everyone needs just one more friend like no one was like yeah I'm topped up thanks <laughs> I'm good I'm, I'm at capacity but yeah. come, come and back I know to lots me in of six people months. feel that way but I think the majority and I was hearing that from just so many awesome people that I knew and I thought like you're a friend catch 
someone should be so happy to be your friend. Someone should friend the crap out of you. So <laughs> it was just, so I felt the signs were there and there just needed to be something. And, and at first I thought it would be like almost some kind of like column that I would write. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like that wouldn't serve as many people. So, um, and rather than it just being something where we write about the experience, people should just go out and experience it. So that's sort of how it sort of transformed from what I was thinking about into an actual like website that you can sign up and use freely. So you personally were like, were you in a position where you thought, you know, I love my friends, but I would like to find someone different and new to hang out with. Or were you doing this as a greater good, like, because you're talking to your friends about it? Yeah, I think it was like a mix of both. And actually, I think I'm in a stage in my life right now for the first time where I was really appreciating that I had wonderful friends that cared a lot for me. And no matter what I was going through, I sort of always had someone to rely on. And I think that's like a gift that I sort of think everyone should have. And I and I think a lot of that was inspired by the wonderful friendships that I do have. But of course, we all go through those seasons in our lives where, you know, things change, circumstances change. Maybe it's a breakup. Maybe it's a divorce. Maybe you've just had a baby and you have no other friends that have babies. There's just so many things that change that also change your friend's situations. Maybe mm-hmm. you've just moved to a new city. That's, I, I'd say, like 50% of the people that I hear from oh, really? are people okay. that are fairly new to the city. Mm-hmm. And then just, just haven't really, met anybody yet. Yeah, and then just need some help connecting with someone that yeah. might have similar interests. Um, my guest is Amy Wood. She's the creator of Yes New Friends. It's a Toronto website that uh, matches up mostly uh, women right now with potential yeah. friends. Um, you know, you're you're not against matching up men, but most of the people who have signed up are women looking for another cool chick to hang out with, basically, and be friends with. Uh, you might also be surprised to hear how many people have signed up for this service and who they are. They're not uh, weird, lonely people at home. They're actually some of the coolest people you might find around. We'll talk uh, more about that and how the website works after the break. You're listening to The Pay Chen Show here on Indep Radio News Talk 1010. Paychen.com is where to go for the podcast if you want to catch up on a show that you may have missed and uh, on Twitter at Paychen as well. This is the Paychen Show on In Depth Radio News Talk 1010. How many of uh, your friends from your school days are you still in touch with now? Like, and I don't mean just Facebook friends. I mean, people that you know from a long time ago that you still hang out with and you have things in common with. Um, Maybe you find yourself surrounded by friends that don't have as much in common with uh, your life situation right now. Might you perhaps like to meet some cool new people to be friends with. Well, Amy Wood is the creator of Yes New Friends, and she knows that many people do. So the website is yesnewfriends.com, and you just launched this in the fall, right? Yes, I can't even remember which day it was because it was just it was just a random day when I decided <laughs> to start this website. I have no anniversary. Um, but uh, yeah, it launched in the fall, and it was just sort of a quiet little grassroots thing that I just decided to do. And uh, it's really resonated with people for some reason. <laughs> so right now, it, you're matching people for the most part in the GTA. Yeah. So it's like a local website right yeah. now because it's as you mentioned before the break, you're the one who's sort of doing all the work. Yes. Yeah. So. It's really it's not automated. There's no algorithm. It's just me. I get all of the information that people submit, and then I look at it and I manually send out. Uh, it's a it's a little. Um, 
password protected friendship page that mm-hmm. you get um, for you and your new match. So yeah, it's all done by me. <laughs> now, some people might argue that um, like, well, you're 28. So I feel like that's a great young age to be like out and about and doing all these things. And that we live in a city like we live in uh, like even Toronto or just outside of the city. We have a lot of uh, options for going out and being social. Some might argue that we live in the best place to meet new people. So that might not actually be that true. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a combination of things. I, I think we all um, we all think that. and um, But I think even a lot of people have a hard time getting out there just by themselves. Um, I don't know if I would, if, if I was like a 21-year-old and I was new to the city, and I wanted to like go clubbing, for example. I don't know. Would I go by myself just on the off chance that I would make a friend? I don't know if I would. Um, I think we're also just really sort of looking at our phones a lot and spending mm-hmm. a lot of time sort of not paying attention to people in real life. And uh, I kind of see us new friends as a way to kind of get off that and, and you know, obviously using the internet for good, but actually getting out there and, and making face-to-face contact with someone in, in person. What's the age range of people who have signed up to get a friend match? Uh, it started really quite young. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably because I'm sort of, you know, in my 20s. And I've tended, you know, think the people that are in my sort of social circle online found it first. Um, but it's it's really expanded. And I'm getting, uh, I'm getting a number of women in their 40s, for example, um, who maybe live in a smaller uh, neighborhood and just haven't really, you know, made the connections that they wanted to. Um, so, I mean, I've left it open. Um, I do try to match people in a bracket of sort of their age range that makes sense, but I also, that's not the number one criteria. And um, and so, yeah, it's like, you know, the, the youngest people that I've had are sort of 18, 19, and then I've, it's kind of, you know, gone all the way up to, I think I've had a few women in their 60s. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so... It's um, and I've gotten emails from even more outside of the city who obviously it's not open to yet, but it will be mm-hmm. fingers crossed really soon. And uh, and the age range is kind of keep expanding. Uh, See, th- that's what surprised me because when I first heard of Yes New Friends, and because I know that you're in your twenties, I thought, oh, this is the thing for for hip people in their twenties who know how to make friends on a website, and, and this is how it works. Yeah. But then I came across the Chatelaine article where you were profiled, and Yes, New Friends was profiled. And uh, the writer, Marcy O'Connor, uh, went out on three different friend dates, which you had set up, and they were more in my age. They were, like, in their 30s. So yeah. I thought, like, oh, okay, this is... I can relate to this. Yeah. And she actually... So you set her up with three different potential friends. Yeah. And... She actually really liked all of them. Yeah, she did. I think part of that is because, you know, and using Marcy as an example, she's a really warm and friendly person. And I think she, I think being open to making a new friend makes you so much more susceptible to liking that person. I think if you are uh, cynical um, and pessimistic about it, uh, the chances of, of success are not there. You just have to sort of open your heart to the idea of making a new friend. And I think that's, I mean, in, in her circumstances, she, she was matched up with some really wonderful women. Um, but that represents like most of the people on the website. They're all, mm-hmm. you know, I think that it hasn't, um, I, I'm sure some people think about it and are yeah, freaked out by the idea of like who might be on there like lurking and trying to find a new friend. But it's actually just really great, cool people that just, you know, kind of think it might be fun to like go have an adventure and try to meet someone new. Yeah, I was curious about the type of women who sign up. I thought perhaps if someone's going online to ask for someone like 
you or anyone else to help them with a friend match. Perhaps they're introverts or they're quiet or, you know, but it turns out that you have a wide range of women. Yeah. And I've just tried to be really careful with um, the way that I position the website. And and I've never called it like a service, for example, and, and people don't pay for it. It's a sort of a social... I mean, experiment, um, if for lack of a better word, um, in seeing whether that can be a success. We're seeing if people can kind of start to change their attitudes around making friends, because I do, I do totally understand that um, that stigma around if I'm having a hard time making friends, like what's wrong with me. But I think that in doing that and sort of just keeping it really playful, fun, and light. And I mean, if you go on the website, it's just like a picture of Rihanna with her friend. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not intimidating and it's not scientific or weird or creepy. I think it's just like really fun. And so, um, yeah, I think that people sort of trying to ditch that um, and, and trying to just have fun with it, I think it makes it, you know, open to all kinds of people. And I'm sure there's lots of introverted people who are legitimately having a hard time making friends using the website, but mostly it's like just normal people that just could use one more friend or just think it would be fun to make one more friend. So you've had a couple of um, successful friend matches, which I'm sure kind of, you know, makes you feel pretty good about it. Like, hey, I'm not I'm not bad at this. You know, (laughs) some people are writing to you and and giving you positive feedback saying, you know what, the person that you matched me up with is really cool. And we had this part of our lives in common. Um, What sort of criteria do you use? Because like you said, it's unscientific. You're not crunching numbers and doing some crazy data analysis. Mm -hmm. You're just you're reading what the people have provided you in terms of information. And you're sort of just on but based on your gut instinct a little matching bit. them yeah I try to like it's sort of like I try to read their vibe a little bit <laughs> that sounds kind of like kooky but um but I think you can tell I one of the criteria that you have to submit is like an animated gif so um I sort of look at you know the t- someone's taste and sense of humor and and wait even that. do the 60 year olds submit an animated gif do they know what that is Okay, so... um, I'm bordering on the age where I'm like, I don't even know where to find that. I've had, like, a few... You know what? I haven't, like, totally scientifically cross-referenced, like, who understands the concept of a GIF with, like, how old they are. So I have no data to present as to whether... uh, But it is, like, it is... I I believe it is actually, like, one of the mandatory fields. Is it so they have to go at least Google it, find out what it is? you can't submit it without... Okay. um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you know, I think you can, like, read a little bit into someone's sense of humor that way. Um, and then I do like to sort of figure out what kind of activities they like, try to get into people's heads about why they needed a friend or why they sort of signed up in the first place. And then, of course, just, yeah, kind of trying to match people somewhat within potentially their their life stage that they're at, not necessarily their their age. Um and again, I think half of it is their attitude. Like if you are open to making a new friend, you will. It doesn't matter if this person isn't meant to be your soulmate. That's not the point. The point is to just get people sort of thinking about, being open to friendship and then I think you know that's kind of where the success starts it really isn't that much about me <laughs> and there's really there's no commitment and, and there's even no requirement to to go out you you give them like a 10-day period yeah. to perhaps set up uh, an activity or a meeting to yeah. see if they hit it off that part is you know is sort of ever evolving because I am trying to um 
figure out the be- the best pathway to success. So I'm trying to get people to actually go on dates with you, friend dates with each other. Um, you know, there's no, I'm not going to like chase them down with a like a knife or anything, yeah. <laughs> but um, they do only have 10 days to act on their friend date and then their friendship page expires. Um, so, you know, I tried to put a little bit of fire under their butts to actually, you know, make, make the first move, contact each other. And um, I give them a suggestion based on both of their answers to the questions that I, uh, that they posted. Um of an idea that they might want to do. And it's usually just fun stuff like getting ice cream or getting manicures and gossiping or talking about boys or drinking a lot of wine, something sort of fun and platonic and safe somewhere Mm -hmm. in public. And, you know, they can like watch Netflix on each other's couches, maybe like date number two or three, but you know. (laughs) Maybe not the first one. Yeah, date number one, I like to get them to like meet in public. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a good idea. I think in general for any sort of date, like platonic or not. Yeah. Um, Now, I, how many people I know you don't have like an exact number but yeah. I I know that um sort of more people than you thought had yeah. visited the website. Oh yeah, I I think well it's got to be in like I don't even know. I haven't checked in a while cuz last time I got scared. <laughs> but I you know, I, it's in the like it's in the tens of thousands I think at this wow, point. I don't know. I haven't checked in a really long time so I'm just guessing. I mean we're if I think about how many people has have submitted, it's uh, you know I think it's up around four hundred right now. Um, at last count, so I'm I'm behind. <laughs> There's that's a lot of it's a lot of people to match. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, what's next for the website? Because I know that right now, because you are in, in Toronto, so you focus on people who are within the the GTA. Yeah. Um, it's been mostly women because that's you feel like you no women but there have been a few men who've asked for friend matches yes and I have a caveat so people so men can submit to the site but um but I sort of you know very open about the fact that I have no idea what's going on in the male mind <laughs> so I, I so that match is random <laughs> I, well it's not random I've actually they've been really successful the ones that have gone they've all written to tell me that they had a really great time which is wonderful um but yeah that's uh you know who knows what men are thinking, but maybe I'll have a male matchmaker soon to help me along with those ones. But um, the plan for the site is just to expand and um, and have it so that I um, can be working a lot faster and, and expanding to more cities. Um, because uh, you know the way that it is right now, I probably can't keep up with the demand, and I think that's good. It means people really mm-hmm. want to make a friend. Now, where are you getting um, like response from? Like w- cities outside of Ontario? Yeah, um, tons of cities outside of Ontario. I mean, I think, you know, Vancouver, Montreal, wow. Hamilton, mm-hmm. um, Ottawa, um, the East Coast. Uh, at first, it was a lot of university cities. And I think now it's just sort of, um, you know, all, all over. And yeah, I've had a few inquiries from the States. And uh and some of the suburbs of Toronto too, and uh, the only thing that's really stopping me from that is just uh, manpower. So yeah. we'll, yeah, we're working on getting. Well, congratulations! Because <laughs> obviously, you know, it was sort of like a little idea that you thought this might be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 grown very quickly. So yes. you're just at a point now where you're keeping up with it. Well, thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure. And uh, and I think you've got a great success rate so far. So you obviously have some sort of like intuition in terms of matching people yeah up. we'll just get on the set i'll find you a new friend and Thanks. you can let me know okay well <laughs> i want someone to go for ice cream with i want someone to make me ice cream that's what i want okay uh, thank well. you um this is that's amy wood her website is yesnewfriends.com. Uh, after the break i've got some uh running tips and ways to avoid injuries and maybe busting some of those myths you have about running all the answers after the break
with Pay Chen on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Just before my next guest, I wanted to uh, I wanted to say hello to a loyal listener, Maria, and her daughter Savannah. Maria actually was listening last week, Elliot, when uh, I had Tim Caulfield on, and she won a copy of the book. And uh, I just emailed her about her information, and then she happened to write that she listens to the show every week, which I absolutely appreciate. So thank you so much, Maria. Um, if you are curious about getting the best results from running or maybe you want to avoid injuring yourself, which you should want to avoid because it's terrible, uh, <laughs> and maybe you just want to improve your run, Dr. Clara Long is on the line. She's a chiropractor, also uh, a running coach, and uh, she's actually my chiropractor as well. So Clara, I've been seeing for... I don't know, like eight or 10 years, I guess. It's been a long time. Too many years. Too many years. <laughs> Too many injuries. Too many injuries. There's always something that comes up. And, you know, that might lead people to think that I am grossly out of shape and have terrible form, but that's not it. Not at all. No, I just sometimes think I'm a smidgen stronger than I really am. Um, so, Clara, you, I know, have... Um, have done a lot of running groups and things like that with uh, the running room. You still do some coaching. I, I know with moms, because now you yourself have two little ones. I do. So what kind of coaching do you do with runners? Like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. So primarily two types. So sometimes I lead running groups, and that could be um, like a learn-to-run group, like a group of runners that they have a goal in mind, whether that's 5K or a 10K or even just want to run with no pain. Um, and I'll take this group, whether it's, sometimes it's 10 to 15 people, we'll, I'll create a program for them, like a weekly program, and we'll meet two to three times a week. Um, and that's a lot of fun, and it's a great way to just start, um, start running, meet some other people, if you haven't been onto the Yes New Friends website, this is another way to meet some friends. <laughs> That's uh, right, the, and be active. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, the other way uh, that I provide some coaching is it's often with patients that have that are that are runners, and they have perhaps a stubborn injury that's related to running. And it's just good to get a set of eyes. So I'll go out with them on a run, and I just analyze their gait, and I can see what they're doing. Um, and sometimes it's a very subtle little change, or it's, it, could, it could be something as simple as, like, you need to change the type of shoe you're wearing. Mm -hmm. And it can be just a, a small little bit of a tweak in their training that can suddenly either help them achieve the goal that they've always wanted to, you know, whether it's to run a marathon or if it's uh, just to help, help out with an injury. So I find that what you do is um, interesting because there's a lot of people who are um, seasoned runners who can coach and motivate and help you uh, improve and, and be faster and get to where you need. Um, but you also see the other side of it, which is, be, you know, being a chiropractor and acupuncturist, you see people who've come in yeah. um, injured. So you're aware of you're aware of how great running can be and you're aware of um, how it can also limit you in some ways. Absolutely. Um, and I've, I often see people that come into my office and they'll say, you know, I went to my other, some other, uh, another doctor, another practitioner, and they said, oh, you just shouldn't be running. Like that's the solution to your injury is just stop running. And for a lot of people, a lot of people that can be a relief. Some people just hate running and they would love a doctor to tell them that. Once you told me not to run just for like a few weeks and I was so happy and I took that to mean like six months. <laughs> Well, and then some, for some people, it can be really disheartening and really depressing. If that's something that they get a lot of joy out of, um, to be told that they just have to stop doing that, it's, it's not good enough. That's not a good enough answer for them. So I, I do like to 
I do my best to try to find a way for pretty much anybody to run. And that doesn't mean that it has to be a marathon or a, a 10K in under 50 minutes. It just means whatever, whatever running means to you, I want to help you get to there. So now a lot of people run because they know that it's a great way to get in shape. So if it's like losing weight or getting leaner um, and, and some people will say, well, I run, but I, they don't get those results. So sure. what should they be doing? Well, like any activity, um, you need to stick with it, and that can be really hard. And when you, especially when you do feel like um, it doesn't seem to be, I'm not getting the results that I'm looking for, then you sort of you give up on it. Um, often, if you're not training properly, then you're not going to get the results. So whether, uh, like for example, some people will do uh, the same amount of the same distance, the same speed forever. They're never going to change it up. And your body gets really good at uh, at doing that same distance and that mm-hmm. same speed. And your body will actually sort of start to get lazy doing that. So the, uh, an important part of it is to to um, add some variety to the workout. So add a day where you're going to do some stairs or you're going to do some hill training. Um, you're going to do a day when you're running a little bit faster, but for a shorter amount of time. And that variety is really what's going to stimulate your body. Uh, and that's what's going to get you some changes. Is there um, one style of running that is better for us? Because I hear some t- I hear a lot about like high intensity um, training where you run really fast, but for a short period of time. But then I see other people who do these long, leisurely runs where they just kind of jog for 10 or 15 kilometers, but the distance sounds very impressive. Right. Uh, and again, it comes down to a few things. One is, what are your goals? If you do want to run a longer distance, then inevitably you're going to need to do some longer, and which means slower runs. And so um, often if you're training for a longer race, one day a week you're going to have your longer, slower run. But you are you you do still want to mix in some um, some more moderate and higher intensity runs in order to get the most amount of benefit and most amount of conditioning to your body. Now, uh, what about stretching? I um, I do not stretch anymore before I work out or before I run, Great. and I don't know if I'm supposed to. But I see some people do like they do these like crazy stretches, and then they go out and you know sure. Um, and stretching is a tricky one. A lot of people, I'll tell them, you shouldn't be stretching until after their run, and it just sort of blows their mind. And like, I was taught my whole life you're supposed to stretch before. Um, if you're going, if you're starting out on your run and you feel, you know, after your first few minutes, you feel like, oh, something feels a little bit tight there. It's fine to stop and just stretch that one spot. But for the most part, you want to save your stretching for afterwards. You've just built up all of this tension with all of that repetitive movement. Um, hitting the pavement over and over again, and you're going to definitely have some tension in your muscles, and it's at the end of your run that you're going to want to relieve that tension. Uh, Now, are there people who should not run at all? Because as we mentioned um, earlier, you you coach people who want to succeed in running, but at the same time, you know, being a chiropractor, you see people with injuries. So are there some people who should not run because it's not good for them? Sure. So generally speaking, there's so many different conditions and um, joint issues and types of arthritis, for example, that different people will have and and they'll have different needs. Um, But you know, if you're starting something new, they always say, you know, ask your doctor or your physical therapist or a chiropractor if it seems like an appropriate activity for you. Um, if you have a lot of, if you've got severe joint pain, like in your knees, your ankles, or your hips, even when you're walking, then um, you might want to look at something that's a little lower impact, for example, like swimming or an aquafit type class. But for the most part, I'd say most people can do some 
some degree of running. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like a 10-minute, you know, running straight for 10 minutes. I often will encourage people, if they don't have any pain, um, start with just a walk, like a brisk walk. Mm -hmm. And if that feels good, then add a minute of running, and then the rest can be, and then, you know, four, four minutes of a walk. And then just gradually change those numbers so that you're up to a minute of running and a minute of walk and do that back and forth for about 10 minutes. And then gradually you can increase the number of minutes that you're running for. And that way you're really checking in with your body and how your body's responding. Your, your muscles, your joints have to adapt to this new stress and it takes some time to adapt, but it will adapt. Now, uh, what are the common injuries that you see? Well, most injuries are with running, um, they're most commonly I see um, injuries that are from overtraining. So they're doing it too much or too much too soon. So again, that goes back to what I was just saying, just ease into it. Like Rome wasn't built in a day. Daniel Craig's abs were not formed in a day. What? Just, They're it, painted on, I, I bet. know. <laughs> <laughs> Injections. Yeah. Um, just ease your way into it. And if start on your first day, I was just saying, I'm going to do a 10 minute run. And that might not sound like a lot, but if you feel great, great. Keep doing that for a couple more weeks and then add more. The mistake a lot of people make is their first run, they're like, I'm going to do a 30-minute run because I did that 20 years ago. That's what mm-hmm. I would do back then. And your body's not necessarily ready for that. And just allow yourself uh, to start slow and then gradually build up. Now, this is, a, you know what, in the winter, I refuse to do any sort of physical activity outdoors. Okay. Um, I, I even limit my physical activity indoors. But yeah, for people... ice cream. It's not. Yeah, not exactly. <laughs> but uh, for people who want to, um, you know, run outside in the winter, what should they keep in mind? Um, you definitely want to layer. Some people make the mistake of just throwing on that big Michelin heavy parka. And believe it or not, when you're running outside, even in the winter, you'll get hot and you want to be able to remove a layer if you, if you can. The other important thing is to um, make sure you're wearing gloves and hats. I mean, it sounds like common knowledge, but uh, common sense, but you really want to keep um, your, your hands and extremities and your head warm. Um, if, there's, if it's pretty icy out, some people are, you know, they're good for them, they're really determined, and they're still going to go out there. And I would just say, obviously, be careful, try to keep um, to sidewalks that have been salted. But st- running stores and sporting stores, they sell little grips that you can um, uh, put onto your shoes so that it just helps help um, face the uh, elements a little bit better that way. And you also want to, and this applies to winter or summer, you want to dress for 10 degrees warmer. So if you were just to go outside for a walk, and imagine it being 10 degrees warmer, and Mm -hmm. that's how you want to dress. Okay, because your body's going to heat up. Exactly, and you don't want to overheat. And especially in the winter, if you're sweating too much, that sweat can actually make you very cold very quickly. Oh, okay. Great tips. Thank you so much, Clara. Thanks, Pay. So the web, if you want to find out more about Clara, it's ClaraLung, L-E-U-N-G dot com. As I mentioned, uh, she is also my chiropractor as well and um, tells me to keep exercising. Uh, after the break, uh, I'll tell you about a restaurant that's rewarding good-looking people with a free meal. Also, Vinny's going to join me, and we'll talk about the BC couple struggling to make ends meet on uh, more than $300,000 a year. Yep, that's right. Show 
on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, I'm here every Sunday from 8 until 9 p.m. And uh, if you want to check out a podcast of the show, from uh, which is basically every show that I've done, you can head over to my website. It's paychen.com. Um, the podcast also is in the iTunes store, so you can download it there as well for free and, uh, you know, catch up on maybe some interviews or an interesting story that you may have missed. Um, Vinny White's going to pop in. I have no idea where he is right now, though. Everybody throwing their hands up in the air. Um, Vinny is actually going to be away for just like two weeks, so I'll be covering for him Next weekend and the weekend after, I'll be here from 8 until 10 p.m., so I'm hoping you'll join me then. Um, I found this story that uh, was its ridiculous, actually, so that's what I'm going to tell you about it. Uh, it is a website in um, the Henan province in China, which, and I think this is disgusting, offers free meals to people who are very, very attractive. Gross, right? Yes, right. It's basically like um, it's like a pay by face promotion that this restaurant is having, and it's well, obviously, it's getting them some international press. Uh, basically, people who earn like top marks for their physical appearance, uh, as assessed by a council of employees from a local plastic surgery clinic could get a free meal. So uh, customers who go to this restaurant are and are interested in getting a free meal, they have their faces scanned when they step into the restaurant, and then an image of their face is sent to a team of specialists who then judge these people's appearances. And um, the top five good-looking people who get the like high score within that 30 minutes during their meal, those top five people eat for free. And the rest of us ugly people, we pay for our dinners. Right, Finny? But surely they've already got all the privileges in life from Well, that's what I looks. mean. And they get and if in case you wanted to be really smug about it, the top scores of like for the attractive people are even displayed in the restaurant. Like it's I guess it's like a TV screen or something where um, you know, ah, oh, Vinny White scored 17. And then you can Out see of... your, I don't know, 100? I'm kidding. Wow. 20? I didn't know what I was going with. I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, it's, so not, it's only, not one. So if your your um, physical attractiveness is scored and then it's even put up onto the TV, like onto the screen so people can see it. Now, if you were people in the going there, fortunate, and I put fortunate in inverted commas, position of being the number one top mm -hmm. spot, would you like to have dinner with your friends, with a picture of your face next to you that says the most attractive person this year underneath it. I mean, is that... Would you no, it's the only most that? attractive person during that meal, during oh, that time during frame. During that evening, perhaps. Yeah, just right. during that evening. So during in that window of time when you're there eating, the top five people right. from that, like, let's say, dinner service will eat for free. That's ridiculous. Where so, is this? Uh, I missed the beginning. because It's I was actually, out. it's a restaurant in China. Mm. Well... Anyway, like you said, because attractive people do kind of get a lot of good things in life, mm. like other attractive people. Not always, though. Not always. See, <laughs> you you have Asian looks. 
Asian looks? Maybe because I'm Asian. Yeah. So, so that, I look Asian. They come together. It's like my British accent, really. It is partly parceled with the fact I'm from Britain. So I think I've started digging and I've become uncomfortable. Right, let's carry on. I've come this far. I think you're attractive. That's nice of you. Right. And I know that a lot of your um, listeners think you're attractive because I read your texts or I read the texts that come in from them. And some of them are a little bit stalky, um, <laughs> but some of them really fancy you. Mm, I don't get many of those texts. I Do you not? No. No? Okay. Because I've so. read some, oh, I saw you on TV and you're awesome. Uh, no, it's so great. Yes, yeah, you're oh, awesome. so nice. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going with this. So I'll just, I'll, my question ultimately is this. If you were awarded the top spot in this Chinese restaurant, would you then tell everyone about it? Yes, I would. <laughs> I would. Of course I would. Okay. Because it would be very unlikely that I would get the top spot unless I went and had my hair and makeup done first. And then I scoped out the restaurant and made sure everyone in there just looked really plain or like they just finished a workout and didn't brush their hair. And then I had a really good chance of maybe getting the top spot. And then I would tweet it and Instagram it because I would be so proud in that moment. Mm. So, Good to be Vinny, modest. Good. Uh, do you want to? Can we mention quickly that you will be away for the next two weeks? So are you doing my show when I'm yeah, going? Yeah, I will be. Yeah, I'm going to be away for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So You're what going are you going to butcher my show? You're going to probably. Make it... I'm going to make it really great. Okay, I yep. have. I'll have you know that I have a number of loyal listeners. I know you do. Are dedicated to my I show. I know you do. And they will be hanging on your every word. And it is up to you to carry the good ship Vinny along mm. the ocean. Yep. I think you could probably do it half cut, and it would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I found this. I genuinely don't know what it is, but I'm going to give it to you. I found it in the... Um... Oh, you found a piece of mail for me. Yeah, I just found it in the mail slot. I was looking in, looking for to stuff for me. see what else was there. Wow, I don't get mail here. Well, I was wondering if you could really open it because it's often. got something bulky in it. I it does. Know you know what? It, it almost is. feels like keys. Have you bought a house recently? Nope. It is from... Uh... Dear Pay, you had a segment on in December about holiday entertaining. You definitely need a wine clip as they eliminate plate and glass jiggling. Happy New Year, Peter. What's a wine? What's a Peter wine? Peter Young. Oh, I. You know what this is? This it is. Okay, I have to explain it now. It's a plastic um, clip that looks almost like a binder clip, and you put it onto the side of a plate, and it has a little uh, <sighs> opening in it where you can put your wine glass yes. so that you can carry your wine and plate with one hand. Yes, you carry the plate and the wine glass is attached with this device. With this holder, kind of like a cup holder. It's a wine glass holder that attaches to... Yes. That was very nice of this person to send that to me. Yes. That's very kind. Now I just need a wine glass and some wine. Hey, can we quickly talk about uh, this couple in BC that has oh. made the internet angry? Yes. So the Globe and Mail uh, put out a story on Friday about a, a couple. I call them a young couple. He's 41. She's 39. Okay. They have five children between the ages of uh, nine all the way down to a baby. Mm. And uh, they live in Vancouver. And the Globe and Mail profiled, their, profiled them and gave them some, like, financial advice with an expert. Their mm. situation is one where they currently bring in $360,000. That's their combined household income. Mm. The wife uh, is currently on mat leave. And so when she goes back to work part-time as a dentist, their household income will be $450,000. The problem is oh, yeah. they cannot afford 
a home. They currently live rent-free in a relative's home, but they pay for upkeep and the taxes. Still, that's a great bargain. That's great, yeah. Um, their children go to private school. Oh. They bought, all five will be going to private school. Oh. They have a live-in nanny. Mm. Um, they bought a lot a few months ago to for $1.1 million with the goal of building a house that's large enough for their whole family and their live-in nanny. Here's the kicker. This is why the internet got so mad. Uh, it turns out Eric, the husband, he's 41, he's a physician. He works one day a week at a medical clinic, which brings in $200,000 a year. Whoa. He works another day a week at a university which earns him $100,000 a year. He works two days a week and makes $300,000 a year. Yet they say that they have no savings because they've chosen to live a comfortable lifestyle and they cannot afford a house. Do you feel bad for them? Not in the least. No, I'm quite irritated by the whole affair. And I think the key point is that they've chosen to... First of all, they've chosen to have five kids. Let's have that before we even talk about their education. It is a choice. I don't mm -hmm. know if you're aware that you can buy condoms from Shoppers Drug Mart. <laughs> and then the other thing is that they've gone, right, we well, appear to have five kids. Obviously, we'll have to send them all to private school. Mm -hmm. Well, do you? Maybe not, but maybe that is... Maybe if, for some people, that is giving their children the best education. Well, for every people. For every people. <laughs> It's just, you know, if I, so if I say, it's like me saying, oh, it's a nightmare pay. I, I can't even afford to get a streetcar home because when I came in, um, I stopped at every wine bar on King Street and had a cocktail. And I spent, yes. I ended up spending about $350. Shame, in it? So the thing is, he works two days a week, makes over $300,000 a year by doing that, is saying like, oh, we just, we kind of can't make ends meet. Yet, if he worked one, even two more days a week. Go, go crazy. Yeah. He could almost double their income, which is, and you know, they're both high earners. Yeah. Um, and so the thing is, is that <laughs> the story appeared uh, in the Globe, or I know it appeared online, and Twitter just blew up for me last night. And then I put it on Facebook and people have said, you know what? Uh, it's almost like first world problems is is that popular hashtag where people with money sort of complain and say, ugh. Yeah, we don't know how to do this example. because we made yeah. poor choices. Yeah. It's hard to re it's hard to sympathize. Isn't do you it? have any sympathy with them? Um, I don't. No. Like someone on my Facebook wrote, "How could two people who are bright enough to go to medical school be so dumb in life?" <laughs> I thought, you <laughs> I know wish what? I wish I said that because that's <laughs> right. poetry. That is absolutely yeah. it. I'll tell you what: scrape some money together, get yourself off to Nigeria for a week, and just see how unbelievably lucky you are, and you'll come back with a new open mind. Do you want to say what's coming up on your show? Yeah, I'm quite excited about this show tonight because it's... Oh, out of time. <laughs> John Tory's no messing around with tickets policy. I might talk about that. I've been meaning to for weeks. Um, there's Vinny's advice column where I give advice to people. Oh, God, but don't take it to heart. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Uh, also, we talk about Fox News and them making some just ludicrous statements about Birmingham in England being a no-go zone. Oh. Yeah, they've, they've had to apologise, but I'll go through it all later. All right. Well, enjoy your trip, and we'll see you back here very soon. But Vinny's up next, 9 until 10, and I'm back uh, next week, 8 until 10. Have a great night, everyone.